This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Thank you, Father. It looks like some are still booting. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many people are glad to meet you this afternoon? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm. How many of you listen? Maybe I told to a first service message. Wow, very few. Second service. Go and listen to first service message. Let's appreciate the choir. Glory to God. Jesus, you are so good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read the scripture together. Isaiah chapter 40, before we take our seats. Isaiah 40, and then we'll read verse 28. Ah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We started with God is not a man. Numbers 23, 19, that he should lie. God is not a man. At times you can just lie down on your bed and continue to ponder on that word. God is not a man. Man is limited. God is not a man. Man will change his mind. God is not a man. And this is a kind of offshoot of the same thing that I'm about to talk about right now. And because God is not a man, Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. So Titus 1-2, in the hope of eternal life, which God oh cannot lie. Then we move to second service. God cannot be late. He is never late. I like, I like this Titus 1-2. In the hope of eternal which God oh cannot lie. God that cannot lie. There is no situation that can make him break his word. Hallelujah. Once he says it, it is done. I went through a lot of scriptures, some scriptures to look at that. I am the resurrection. Your brother shall live again. Then Lazarus died and came back to life. God declares the end from the beginning. That is why he cannot lie. He sees the end. And then it's never late because he sees the overall picture. He takes one step and then you recover all. God can't be late. It's never late. But there is this third part. When dealing with God, just always remember that God is not a man. So this office closes by 4 p.m. That is man talking. That does not mean they can't do something for you by 6.30. Because God is not a man. His operations are beyond man's operation. Man can say that this is hopeless, but not God. God is not a man. Hallelujah. You will need to, for days, let this stay here. That God is not a man. Mm. Let's read Isaiah 40, 28. Just a step further. Each of these words, God is not a man, God is never late. We have to look at them again. God cannot lie. Now the Bible says, as thou not known, 
Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainted not? Hi. <laughs> God cannot faint. Neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. This is the part of God is not a man. Because no man cannot lie. Because no man is never late. Now, because he's not a man, he is never tired. Wow. Next verse. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that are no might, he increaseth strength. And the result will be, next verse. Even though, even the youth shall faint. And they are fainting in Nigeria and all over the world. And young man, young men shall utterly fall. Thank God for bots. I belong to that class of bots. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as ego. They shall run and not weary. They shall walk and not faint. God bless you, can have your sin. The good thing is that it is not only God that does not faint. Those who wait upon him also, they don't faint. I don't have just tired of life. Even you hear that in church. They are putting people into place of leadership and after they know, I just want to be on myself. I'm just tired. I'm trying to get myself together. It does not faint. They shall run and not weary. They shall walk and they shall... But before we get to man, we are starting with God. God, the Bible says, have to head. The everlasting God. He is never... Creator of the end of the fainted not, neither is he weary. He can't. Now, why I'm sharing this is this. See, when it comes to, remember, your understanding of God will affect your life. And many times, I don't know why God brought this to my attention. Why good things don't happen endlessly in people's life is that, thank God for testimonies that we share. But testimony should be every day. God has shown some Christians some good things, and they have come to accept that God does extraordinary things for his children once in a while. Brethren, we don't serve once in a while, God. What is in Lamentations 3:23? I, I want to show you. See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> Are you following me? The Bible says, let's start from verse 22. Are you with me? This is what you will need to know in these last days for darkness not to frustrate you. Now, the Bible says, it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I am glad that the scripture did not say that it is of the Lord's uprightness or it is man's uprightness. God's uprightness is okay, man's uprightness. Otherwise, when we are not upright, we can be consumed. But the Bible says that he has placed the fact that you will not be consumed under the umbrella of his mercy. And you know what? His mercy does not fail. Because his mercy does not fail, you cannot be consumed. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not, because his compassion fail not. Let me say that word again. 
you know, many, it is good to be grateful. It's part of scripture. We must be grateful. Oh, Father, I thank you for what you have done. But behind the mind, at the back of the mind of every Christian, they think that the best they can get from God is that he is generous once in a while. So we rejoice. And if you can number your miracles, you have not started. Why we are told to count our blessings that they are uncountable? So you make an attempt, say, Lord, I can't count, I give you praise. Are you with me? So many times, <laughs> people have even met Christians. That's why some people cannot, they, they are afraid to pray to God to sustain the miracle day because they think that along the line, uh, God will say that, ah, now you be the only child where I born. That is thinking like a man because there is a point to which you make a request to my man will say that, ah, uh ah. -uh, after all I've done for you, I still asking for more. But do you know that God is not a man? Is somebody here me today? Hallelujah! The Bible says that they are because mercy we are not consumed because His compassion does not fail. Look at the next verse. They are new every. Hey, how often does God want to be gracious to you? Say every day. When Jesus wanted to teach disciples to pray, I love Jesus. He chipped this into his prayer. He said, pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That He said, give us this day. When God does something good on Monday, he forgets it because he is inexhaustible. On Tuesday, he is already preparing something more. Then on Wednesday, because he does not faint. There is no man, the richest man on earth, by the time you ask him for $50 billion, he will shake. But thank God for God. And you know the meaning of this? His goodness to somebody does not disturb his goodness to you. He's not going to say that, ah, we have shared one million goodnesses today. Ah, wait till tomorrow. Because God is inexhaustible. Church, this mentality must set in. Otherwise, see, that was what the impetus that the, the, the prodigal son had. He, he, he didn't do it the right way, but he established one thing, the willingness of his father to give him things. He said, Father, give me, and the father gave him everything. And you know, when he came back, the father dressed him up again and accepted him. And the brother couldn't take it. Hallelujah. There is a reason. See, God has a way of the Bible says in Romans 1.20, the invisible things of God, are, they are understood by visible things. Now, for the invisible things of God, of him that from the creation of the world, clearly say, being understood by things that are made, even the standard power of God. In other words, so when you want to understand certain things about God, because God is invisible, there are some visible things that God created and he put his name on them so that when you look at them, you will understand God that is invisible with things that are visible. One of the things which God used to describe himself is called the sun, S-U-N, sun that you see. In Malachi 4, he shared the sun of righteousness, verse 2, shall arise with healings in his wings. Then in Isaiah 60, he said that your son shall, he called himself our son and our shield. Why is he saying that? Every day that you wake up, the sun is always shining. To remind you that God is not good for a while. He's good forever. 
And that there can be an endless flow of blessings, of favor, of goodness. Some, you know, see what I'm saying. Check yourself anyway. This is why many are not working in abundance. Along the line, your heart will sabotage when God is too good to you. Because our earthly father and the people around us haven't been too. When you make the first request, second request, third request, man will tell you that ah, that's enough. And you know what? Unconsciously, we have internalized this thing that don't ask for too much. I just discovered that God is happy when you ask him for bogus things. Lord, just help me. I don't want to be poor. Just, uh, just give me what is okay. Number one, with that, we won't be able to help many. Because we're going to end with you. And self is the opposite of the cross. <laughs> one day, there was a young girl who stood at the back of the camp, redemption camp. And he saw first timers and he said, Lord, if you give me buses, I'll be bringing people to camp. I think he had 13. Unto him that is able to do. How? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever, how many times have you received beyond your request? What is wrong in this mindset we're attacking? See, God sees through you, even though you are not saying it. Many times we don't say it with our mouth, but our heart has been trained in such a way that we just want to be okay. People think when they say to God, I'm sorry seven times, by the eighth time, he has a hammer, it will break your head. Because they don't know that his masses, they are new every morning. Lord, I don't know this anger of mine. I know I've been asking you to forgive me 49 times now. Who is counting? You. They are new every morning. <laughs> is, is, is somebody hearing me? Hallelujah. Huh? So you brought the issue of your school fees I paid. Now you are bringing your relationship to me. And then you are talking about your mother and sister. Of God is not a man. He does not faint. He doesn't get to a point where your request begins to stagger him. Uh-uh. Say, look at them. Huh? I love that Jose song. Though we are many, your grace is reaching out one by one. As you're asking your request, it's answering you, it's answering someone else, and he does not feel it. That's why part of him is to look at the ocean. If all of you carry your keg and your container and go to the ocean, by the time you are through, the ocean does not feel it. The ocean does not move back and say, ah, 10,000 people, kilo day. <laughs> Why not one by one? No. That is how God is. These things I'm sharing about God because of things that God will start doing and he has started in our midst. It needs an enlarged capacity to receive it. Remember, your vision will affect your provision. What you receive from God will not, it's not God, it's the vessel you are laying down. Are you getting me? So when the, the prophet never asked that woman, go and borrow 30 vessels. He said, go and borrow not few, but he didn't mention number. 
in the prophetic school, you will not be told. It is your hunger and your desire that will determine how many. She borrowed some vessels and the oil continued to flow until there was no more vessels. It is not always about oil. It's about how many vessels are you willing to lay down. The story of the prodigal son, Jesus taught it to show two types of Christians. Now, that guy wasted what he was given. That was terrible. But God was not against his audacity to make a request. His elder brother was only but afraid to make a request. And when he saw how the father was showering attention on the one that made the request, he got offended. Are you, are you, are you, are you hearing me? Uh, in the last two conferences, one of the youngest people among those who came, and you won't know the younger one, I'm, I'm the only one that knows their ages. <laughs> and he told me that he started saying when he was in secondary school, Lord, before I'm 30, I'll build my first house. And one day he invited me to come and pray over the house that he built somewhere in the southwest. When you hear testimonies, many think that God is partial. Yet there is something in you. A time that sabotages what God wants to do. What God cannot bypass is faith. Except under the umbrella of mercy. But here is what happens. The king does not want people coming before him and making very small requests. But I'm more concerned about people not expecting blessings continually. If God gives you a car on Monday, do you know you can give another one on Tuesday? But somewhere in your heart, you will start saying that, oh, I'm grateful. Yes, we should rejoice. But it does not stop there. He wants mercy. He can move from healing that disease to making sure that you are never sick another day of your life. He is never, he is not weird. So, day one, he gave them manna. And for 40 years, there was no day that there was no manna. He does not faint. Everyone didn't say one day that, ah, once I'm manna in kitchen. The kitchen of heaven was open 24-7 about 3 million people manna every day for 40 years ah, creator of the universe what can you do what can you do Jesus it can move from you to your mom to your dad and to your children and to the third and fourth generation they are still testifying of the goodness of God the one that people are familiar with is more, I don't know why Nigerians are negative. They know about causes, ancestral, what about ancestral blessing? You are conscious of what the enemy is doing in the family, what about what God is doing? Are you following me? Some of those causes are really in some people's life. They move from generation, that should even show that it is possible. That the way it causes some people, a blessing can be on people transgenerationally. And it does not go. It doesn't go. Do you know that it is possible for every aspect of your life to have everyone's insurance? That there is no area that is not doing well. 
I was shocked when James said that you receive not because you ask not. <laughs> it's to be like, Lord, are you sure? But we've been asking. A lot of people are asking from their lips. But they have not come to accept that the, the creator of the universe, he does not faint. And it's never will. Any good thing that is going on in your life will never stop. On the contrary, to go from one level to another. That's why Jesus, he can sustain that you are 25 now till you are 80. Your marriage is a happy marriage. As they talk trash, that everything goes up and down. God says that, well, you are not everyone. You are different. The one who has started it, he can sustain it. Are you getting what I'm saying? What I've, what I've started with this first, please listen to first service. You better begin to put this in your hearts. The days ahead will be very dark for continents, for the whole earth, for planet Earth. But light shines in the darkness. And darkness cannot comprehend it. There is no darkness coming upon the earth that will frustrate the goodness of God. Otherwise, it's no more the Almighty. There is no, no, tech, no technology of hell that Satan will deploy on earth that will cause God to begin to lose his power. Then we shouldn't serve him. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hell will release more perversions and more terrible things. But have you come to trust in the blessings of God? They don't fail. In the wilderness, 40 years, they were never hungry one day. In the wilderness. Nothing grows in the wilderness. God was just proving that I said I will feed you, I will feed all of you. And not for one week, not for one month, forever. And then one day they got angry. They asked by grumbling that they wanted fish. They were tired of manna. And God told Moses that I am angry, but you know what? They will eat, uh, he said they will eat meat until it will come out of their nose. He said, not for one month, not for two months. He said, but forever. Even Moses, the thing shook Moses. And Moses asked a question. That's Numbers 9, 10. Numbers 10, 9, 11. He said, ah, Moses said, the people I'm talking about are 700,000 men only, 700,000. Altogether, maybe about 3 million. And Lord, you are saying that you give them meat every day. He said, is it that we are going to carry animals and be slaughtering for them? And God said to him, you only ask Moses a question. He said, as the hand of God grow weak. Ah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> he said, Moses, it's me you are asking. How to feed 3 million is now my problem. And he said, you will see whether what I said will happen or not. Those people began to eat meat every day. Almighty God. The one who is, is never weak. When he holds your life, that hand does not grow weary. You are held forever. When he's the one lifting you and you are, his hand is under you, there's no going back. There's no going down. Because he does not faint. Hallelujah. He can watch over you, watch over your children, watch over your parents at the same time. Regardless of which country they are, he does not faint. When you are tired and you are on bed, he stands, he does. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, we bless you. Thank you, Jesus. He knows the things we have prayed about and the ones we haven't prayed about. Huh? You sustain the whole world in your hand. Mighty one. Mighty one. 
never let unbelief set in again. This is why if God starts something good in your life, don't be afraid that something's going to happen. Oh, you've had a miscarriage before. Now you are pregnant, you are afraid. No. Do not tolerate Satan. He who has begun the good work, he will complete it. Begin to declare with confidence that this one is not going the way of others. Or oh, anytime I gather money, I don't know what I do with it. That was then. But you are hearing me now, not from now. Somebody say a loud amen. amen. That was what he was trying to tell Martha and Mary. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, he who believes in me, though he be dead, he shall rise. And he said, if anyone who is alive believes in me, he shall not die. You can bring that into everything you are doing. I am the resurrection and the life. Any aspect of your life going down, I will bring it up. And the one that is going up will never go down. That's the meaning. That's what Jesus said. Resurrection and life. The part that is sick, and I speak by the Spirit, is made whole. And the part that is old will never be sick. Somebody shout a loud amen. amen. Creator of the universe. This is how you know all the young marriages that are here. Now for the next 50 years, a sweet wine. He is not weary. There are people in this church like Brafemi in Kampak and some of them who fly every week. When John was a Philip consultant, he was he's now with KPMG. The same thing is to fly every week. The Lord can keep you forever. So you come out of the plane like, ah, are they lucky today? Lord, thank you. Next time you're like, ah, he, even if you fly every day, if he carries the weight, he knows you are there. And he does not grow weary. Oh, praise God. From when 10 bullets are flying every day to when 10,000 bullets are flying every day, the everlasting God does not faint. If he is your protector, he does not faint. It makes no difference to him now. Whether you are now from 10 enemies, they have become 1,000. There is no difference. He does not faint. Hallelujah. Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy shall come like a flood, the spirit of God will raise a standard. It's a standard that will never go down. For all of us here, there is a standard of divine protection already raised around you. It is not a hedge that exists for one week and goes down. It is not a hedge that exists for one year and goes down. It stays forever. You are the one that should not come out of it through unbelief. It's erected once and for all. Creator of the universe. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? I am seeing streams of blessings. As one is happening, another one, another one. There is a scripture that says the days are coming when the plumber shall overtake the reapers. 
is, is it Osia or Amos? One of the two. Amos 9.13. Let's read. As I said it, I, I didn't plan this. This is a word for people in this church right now. He said, behold, the days come. Now the days are here. Amos did not work in it. He, he only prophesied. He said, one day is coming. He said, see the Lord that the plumb man shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grave in that sower seed. You know the meaning? Look at that second. The treader of grave. Now, they will sow a seed of grape. After a while, the grape will start growing. After a while, it will grow fully. When it grows fully, then they come to harvest. After then, they dread it. But he said that the speed will be so much that as they are planting, they are harvesting, they are treading, they are planting, harvesting. Plum man overtaking repass. Oh, glory to God. You are about to say, Father, I thank you for one miracle, another one. Why you are planning to sing over one alert, five others? <laughs> oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, for those who will receive it, you are planning. Oh, God. Oh, God. After some years, I want to give back to a child. As they testify, as the doctor says to you that you are pregnant, then it looks again, twist. Then it says a boy and a girl. <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh Lord, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. He has just paid the rent and you are rejoicing. And a friend is just telling you that there is a land for you. You haven't finished furnishing the one you just moved to. They are already telling you about a property that belongs to you. Glory to God. We give you praise. As it's happening to you, mom is calling to give you a good news. Dad is calling to give you a good news. Brothers are calling to give you a good news. And when I think of his love for me, my heart's filled with praise. And I feel like there's... God is not weak. 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 He does not faint. He never gets tired. He never gets tired. He never gets tired. Can you rejoice in that? He never gets tired. He never gets tired. mighty in my life. Say it repeatedly. You are mighty in my life. God is reigning in my life. God is reigning in my life. 
You see, I since we are going to listen to the message of the second service and first service, I will not repeat some of the one or two personal stories I shared then. But I will tell you another one. I said it to the leaders because I Maybe the day he talks, he will talk about it himself, but I don't want to mention his name here. But I mentioned his name, all the leaders. One of the leaders here, that the father just believed that nothing good can ever come from his life. You know, I have stood like this to preach in places. And sometimes I see some young guys, people believe they are bad at this one, and they live up to that. They have not heard the word of God. That God wants to use your life to prove to everybody that they are all liars and only God is true. That the one that everybody thinks will become nothing will be the one that will sustain everybody at the end of the day. When they told the father of this leader that he went abroad, the father said, no, he wasn't the one. He was shocked. And one day after service, he called all of us, about 14 of us here went to go and dedicate his house. I was happy. Because at one time, he lived with me a little. Now, I don't have a personal house. But I was just happy to go pray over his house that he built. And one day, he invited the same father there. God loves to prove a point. He loves to prove a point. Reverend George, once called minus seven. <laughs> He wrote an exam. He said the examiner to give him zero of 100. He gave him minus seven. To show the extent of the rubbish. It looked like he saw that he wasn't going anywhere. He said, but as he began to carry the name of his family around the world, out of 196 nations in the world, I think the Reverend John must have been to over 120. One of the men that told him, when he was just on the street of Elonie then that you are just a riffraff, came to him one day and he said that, I just want to beg you. My son is over 30, has never left Nigeria before. That even if he's Cote d'Ivoire, let him follow you one day. And I think he told him that, no, he won't follow me to Cote d'Ivoire. He will go to UK with me. Go and bring his passport and everything. You move mountains. He is probably watching. I've told you the story of the, all, all the people here and some of the people at the front. You know the person I'm talking about. Sunday service, we just went out. That we're at White House on Tony Street that time. We decided to just go on the street to do evangelism. We're just about 30, 40 in church then. We saw a group of boys that were playing drums. This one was the one in computer village that used to drag people. Not those boys that would pull you that come, what do you want to buy? Come and buy this here. Because he had no shop, he had nothing. And he came, I remember he came on a card and he joined the church. And I remember he managed to get a shop and he told me to come to his shop to pray. There was no place to sit in that shop, just one narrow place. I didn't come to there. 
and I prayed in two minutes and I left. I remember I crossed, I parked on the other side. I crossed the other side where you have KFC now, and he ran after me. And he said, I have this hundred dollars. I said, no, no. They said, no. I said, you need it for your business. He said, no, sir. I just want to give you this. That was struggling with all the time when you were praying. So he gave me the order. I said, well, God bless you. I don't, I'm not here because of this. You don't have to do this. Many people can testify in church. I will meet you after I have a pastor who needs house rent. I want to pay. And he said, I don't want them to be a slave. So I would say, okay, go and meet 12 here. That guy paid the rent of many people here. I remember when he invited me to his hometown in Anambra, when he built eight flats for his mom. I said, I can't go to Anambra. I bring the pictures. I'll pray over the picture. Dedicate the house. I remember the first bus, first, first bus, first car, second car, third car. All of them brought you. I said, single guy, not married. What does it take for God to transform somebody? He has moved away from this zone now to another place. That's why it's not. But we still communicate. What does it take for God to transform people? See, this one, when I go on streets and I see boys, and they are tough boys, they have, and they are, I just say, oh, I feel sorry for these people. If they know God's plan for them, how intense, through them, the family will rise. But maybe some people failed in school. Teachers said, that's why God always improves our teachers wrong. The richest men or not were not the best students in school. So in school, they will say, these are the brilliant ones. There's no problem. Just wait for the future. God's plan is never weary. What I said now, I just said it. There might be a lady listening to me. Truly, you are wayward and your family is tired of you. What can God do? With the same you. Okay, your result was terrible and everybody talks. Yeah, you are not brilliant. You are this one. <laughs> he can send you to school abroad and still be the best of the best. He loves it. Those who haven't seen this generosity of God don't understand what I'm talking about. One of my younger ones, she's a doctor in America now. In her search, she had the best SSC resort in West Africa. Nine ones. I remember the presentation was just sent for her. I remember asking her one day, because she was my junior in UI. And we both grew up in Abeokuta. How did you have this resort? She went to girls' only school. She's probably watching me right now from... America, where she, she watches almost all her meetings. And she said that she was standing at the post office. Someone was trying to get a jam form, fill a form, and the person was trying to, was looking at the SSC result to fill the result part of, you know, in the jam form, what is called mathematics. The person will look at it, because, okay, C4, yeah, uh, 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 B2, it was filling. So a thought just crossed her mind that, what about a result that you have to look, it's just one result. And she said that, what can be better than A1? I just write A1 at the top and put column, column, column. You know, it's sweet like that. So the end. And she said on her way from post office home, that she just offered a simple prayer. That, Lord, I'll be glad if you give me nine A1 so that I just know. What's your result? A1, 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 all three. And she wrote the exam and she had it. She was in Pastor Billy's class in medicine. She was also the best student in medicine in UI. 
Again, one day now, he was my, she was in our fellowship. She told me in the fellowship that people think I'm a genius. I said, Pastor, do you know that I have opened questions to before where I don't know and I said, I will just close it back and pause for three minutes and tell myself that God in you can answer this question. He said, so I will start with, if it's only one I know, I will begin to do that one. And he said, it will begin to rise. He said, so they all say I'm the best student here and there. Yeah. In America, she sat on the panel, doctors, and a Nigerian doctor was there, and that one said, I know this woman, and they said, because you know her, they gave her the job. The second one told me. They said, if you know, mention the word, but then you have the job. That's awesome. I should know what I want to say. Don't spoil Niger community. <laughs> you to rise so high, the doctors here, when they hear that somebody else is from Nigeria, they will ask the person to come because of you. Those are true Nigerians. Not those who go there to spoil our name. And they start suspecting the rest of us. Yeah. I think about six years ago, how many years ago? So I, I, I was in New York. And the, as I was just saying, the, the, that was even a Chinese guy. So one of the security man said, step aside. And I knew what, why he was doing. Okay, I said, okay. So I was inside the box. I said, but I just passed through security and immigration now. He said, but we are to. I said, okay. Open it. He said, no, open it yourself. So I opened it. I know the guy carried the box and poured my clothes on the floor. Everything. And he opened, you know, inside your box there is a part that is, when they line it with something, you can open this. He opened that one and put something to check. I said, then put my stuff back. He said, no, you do that yourself. And he walked away. You know, the Bible said that the rot of man does not work the righteousness of God. I want to tell him that, come here, you are even Shinko idiots. That was what I felt like saying. But I just said, no. And you are not even an American and you are you hate blacks. That's why you did what you did. But I just said no. It, it doesn't matter. He does not know us. He does not know us. He must have encountered a lot of Nigerians, so he just felt this one. So but the, we we don't we don't there was a day also at intro one day. The woman that was there, he said, he looked at her, he said, This your this visa is not original. I said, I've been coming to your country only God knows how many years. What do you mean by it's not? He said, I'm just telling you. I said, Okay, that's why I said there's no problem. So she called her boss. That one just brought like a torch. Look at the visa and whisper to her that there's nothing wrong with this visa. Then she wanted to be nice. Oh, so how long are you there for? I, say, I just said, can I have my passport and pass? This is, you can't be, I can't be friendly with you. You'll miss the opportunity. She smiled and said, that's all. How are you? you know, said, Shut up. Minister Dozin told me all that he went to also for the concert he went to do in America just because they are Nigerians. And he told me that in some nations, he has experienced that. But I, say, I say, I've seen him many times. That you, just, you just have to choose not to get angry. I said, they to pass on that also. I said, you just have to just choose not to get angry. And they do it a lot. Hallelujah. <laughs> but this nation will rise. Only that we will not retaliate. Yes. They will apply for a visa. I told them, second service, don't travel if God is not leading you. If you are led and you are prayed about it, fantastic. We support people traveling there. But if you are not led, don't travel because everybody's traveling. Believe me sincerely, many people have traveled and they are not living well. They can't come back. Some are doing well. It was God. It was, I'm just saying that. Be sure you are being led. Don't just 
following part saying that green pasture is Canada, is this one, is that one. Green pasture is where God wants you to be. Almost after every service, people show me new cars here. I don't go out to pray over cars again. I'll just ask you that, can I pray over the car? I'll give you the key back. After every, and I say, is this the country? Then you are coming back to the country. The whole plane is filled with Chinese people coming in. You are running the way they are coming in. They are seeing investments. Let God open your eyes. Nigeria will not be like this forever. Then those nations will not be like that forever also. Our nation will pull through. And I think we are the darkest hour right now. Light will follow. Yes. I will be out. Yes. We are the happiest people on the face of the earth. This is the best nation to live in. We are the freest people. It's the best nation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We worship you. Zucalisto. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. Is someone blessed this morning? Give God praise in the house. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just the after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again. And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.